Welcome to Black Talk Sacramento number nine. And uh, yes, we have done nine episodes. We are going to... Nine episodes. Nine episodes, yes. Nine episodes. What's happening? What's happening? My name is Marichelle J. Brown. I am Insa'a. And I'm Jerry Goss Simpson, you all. Welcome to Black Talk Sacramento. Black Talk Sacramento. All right, so um, we are at Underground Books, located at 2814 35th Street, Sacramento, California. You can um, call them at 737-333 and uh, another three. three. And another three. <laughs> so um, you can uh, call them up or come on by, pick up a book, pick up some uh, some CDs. We got some CDs. We got some poetry CDs in here. We got poetry books in here. We got Terry Moore book in here. We have uh, we have uh, we have all kind of stuff. We have art. We have quilts on the wall, and and all kind of stuff happening. I know they're having a closing reception coming up pretty soon for the quilting um, exhibit. Beautiful quilts on yes. the wall. So, be, be, um, without further ado, we're gonna get this started at with our usual um, um, impromptu theme song. Black Talk Sacramento, y'all. All right. <laughs> Terry Moore was miming the participant. He was cheating. Okay, okay let, 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 me, let me let me introduce this brother though. Let me no no. Wait 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 wait. No no. Let me introduce this brother. As the author of seventeen books and eight CDs, spoken word artist and poet has many accomplishments under his belt. A multi-talented man is also a husband, father, and activist. Dedicating time to the Center for Fathers and Family through workshops for fathers, mothers, and children. Beyond that, his organization, TMO Entertainment, produces poetry and music events throughout Sacramento, bringing Terry's work, as well as that of many others, to the Sacramento community. Welcome, Terry Moore. Terry Terry Moore. Welcome, Terry Moore. <laughs> Thank you for that awesome welcome. <laughs> I sound like and you created live. it yourself. <laughs> so how's it going, Terry Moore? What's new and exciting? It's going great. Um, nothing new and exciting. I'm like, you know, the colonel, same, doing the same thing and trying to do it right. <laughs> the uh, same spices, huh? Same spices. Putting okay. On, putting on events. The, okay. doing, the, make sure the home is okay and, and uh, just trying to stay positive. So, are we doing some new events coming up for the summer? Since the, more, the days are getting warmer, are we doing something coming new? Well, I've, I'm, I've started partnerships. So, uh, next month and, and the month of May, I'm okay. actually uh, either putting on or involved in five events. Okay. Whoa. And so, okay. on May 7th, we have Beautiful Roses. It's a dedication to uh, motherhood. So, we'll have artists come out and serenade the mothers. We're going to give every woman who walks through the door roses and gifts and everything. So, that's May 7th. Okay. On the same night, we have Vibe, and so that's probably our most exciting event of the year. We have Aranessa um, from uh, American Idol. Okay. Um, we have um, uh, Miss Black from Slave, backup singer for Slave, of course, our local Tome Malone. And we have uh, um, uh, a great artist that a lot of people may maybe have not heard of, but uh, he's from the Bay Area, and he's coming up, and his name is Kimball Hooker. 
And then we have okay. a poet, uh, Takara Johnson. So that's oh, a great yeah. night. Oh, yeah. oh, She's great. Right oh, yeah. after yeah. the Beautiful Roses event. Mm-hmm. And then the next weekend, uh, this is where the, uh, the the excitement comes in because now it switches from entertainment to basketball. Oh, okay. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm going to come play. Media versus entertainment. Can, can, I, can I come out and play, man? Come on and play. Okay, okay. Just, just stretch okay. first and make sure so, your so insurance is media. intact. Huh? <laughs> make sure you got insurance and stretch first. <laughs> and yeah, some good yeah, work on my ankles. <laughs> and some good we're, not, co- we're not covering the players. <laughs> <Just so laughs> you, know. you don't have the insurance, man. We're not covering oh. the players. Make sure you got your Obamacare all caught up. You know what I'm saying? This is true. Because we don't cover weekend warriors. So what side would I play on? Would it be the media side or the entertainment side? We'll probably put you on the media side since we got the Black Talk Radio and everything. Okay, okay, there yeah, we go. That's, that's, that's right. cool. That's media. Cool. I'm yeah. down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what part will you play in all these exciting events that you got coming up? Will um, you be the host? Will you be for the Beautiful Roses? I'll do one poem. Okay. Uh, for Vibe, I don't think they're. Oh, I'm hosting. Okay. For the basketball game, I'll play a few minutes. Um, <laughs> wait, did you hear? He wait, said, wait, wait, I'll wait, 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 wait! This isn't the first uh, tournament <laughs> that he's put together, and he used to play the whole game. <laughs> I'm older now. Every I will every be game playing in older, few right? minutes, I'll and he said a, that clearly. <laughs> just a few minutes, okay? And I'll be shaking hands with the kids and kissing the babies and all that kind all right, of stuff. Okay. But it's a great event because you, I mean, how many years has it been that, that you've been doing this? I have no idea. I don't even count. I just I just put them on. So, Marisha, how many years? Um. Um, I, I I don't know. Forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forty nine. No, it's, 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 I don't <laughs> think anyone be, knows. It's gotta be upwards to you know, like ten years or so. Would it be about ten? It's, it's probably about that. Yeah, yeah, about, about ten years, years or so. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing that. So it's so, an annual celebrity event. Celebrity annual, basketball. Yes, yes. And great. it got really popular last year. We had to do it three times because it got so popular. But now we're just doing it once a year. Um, we just so did you want to say some of the celebrities that will be appearing in this game? I can't announce them yet. Okay. 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 Right. So we're coming how, soon. How can how can people get in contact with you to find out about the events? And um, they, the you know, the best thing to do is um, send me a friend request at Terry Sack Events More. Okay. Terry Sack Events More because almost every day I put out flyers on what's going on, or they can like Timo Entertainment um, fan page. Okay. On Facebook. Or on Facebook. Okay. okay. Or they can call me. But you know what? Do the Facebook. Do the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are, are you thinking about it? Are, 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 you, are you up team on the entertainment? Like, or like, 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 so, hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do the Facebook. <laughs> so, so are you up on the uh, 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 on social events, networking? Uh, are, do you have a Twitter pages and everything? You know, I have a Twitter page, but I, I forgot my password. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about Instagram? What about Instagram? I do Instagram every day. Okay, okay, cool. Instagram, cool, cool. I do Facebook, Instagram every day. Okay, okay. Um, so, can, can you talk about centers for fathers and families? Well, I want, uh, if I can, I want to mention oh, the two okay. other events real Go quick because I'm really proud of the event that is the fourth event, and that's uh, Mr. Black Sacramento. Okay. okay. So, Team Entertainment is um, heading that this year, and we really want to get some positive young men involved in that. There's different age brackets, so it starts at early ages and have middle ages, and then we have a, a senior bracket, not senior as a, in, but uh, careful. <laughs> we have an OF bracket. <laughs> well, I'll just say it goes up to age 60. Okay. How about that? It's working. <laughs> he, got, he, got a, he got a golden, you know. That's what I'm saying. His golden For their experience. Man. <laughs> right, right. And life. A golden award. <laughs> <laughs> platinum, platinum award. That's what I'm saying, you know. 
All, right. all the guys who was on that riding with Moses. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Flipping switches. We got a staff. Well, all, the guys, staff. all the guys who, go to staff. Who, who we find pictures of them on the ark. You got it. <laughs> Those that are there flipping on switches. When I remember when they came in light. two by two. <laughs> all right. Um, so what's so, the other one? So we're proud of that. And then the last event is um, I just booked it, so I, it's hard to read. Oh, so it's a free poetry night, so we're bringing poetry to Elk Grove. Oh, right on. And right so on. there hasn't been poetry in Elk Grove that I have heard about. I haven't heard time. anything in there for, right. for a long time. Yeah. So it's going to be absolutely free. Um, that's on the 15th of May. It's going to be at Strikes Entertainment Center. Okay. And we already have some great poets lined up. Um, Anna Marie, uh, Porter Butterfly. Ooh, cool. Um, yeah. And some other poets um, lined up. And it's going to be a great night. We just want to bring something positive, something uh, for us to Elk Grove at Strikes. And uh, so I'm excited about all five of those events. Uh, I'm Very not good. excited about having five in one month. Yeah, but yeah. the opportunity presented itself. And, and I got to do it when so you can do it, bro. Got to do it when you can do it. That's it. Okay, so um, what what is it that you do for Center for Fathers and Families, man? Uh, nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody's like, I do nothing. <laughs> okay, well, tell us about all this nothing you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your name I'm, is all he over said, it. My, he said, my presence is enough. <laughs> said, I'm good. Um, I'm good. I, I'm the director of the adult services, op. so I, okay. I do everything involved um, with – teaching classes for co-parenting, practical parenting, life skills, anger management, uh, do the one-on-one counseling sessions so people can come in and don't want to do class and do a counseling session with me. We do um, uh, from, a man, from a Boy to a Man workshop, which is on, the I think, the 23rd mm-hmm. of this month, 20, yeah, 23rd, 24th of this month. Young men ages 12 to 18 can come in and get a free workshop from a good friend of mine, Mr. Otis Amy. Um, he, he's a great guy, except for the fact that he played on the 49ers. Oh, that's well, great, then. That, that, that makes it even well, better. Well, well our, our our CEO is Oakland Raiders Super Bowl oh, that's right. champion, Mr. Okay. Rick Jennings. Well, so I just want to throw that right. in there. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we also have a girls' workshop. We have a girls' workshop yeah. the same night. So in one room, we have the girls' self-esteem, ages 12 to 18. And then we have the boys from a boy to a man in the other room. And while the parents are waiting, they get free massages in the lobby. Oh, very good. And so yeah. we got that set up. So we, like, we, we work with everybody. We work with, <laughs> we work with the, we work with the boys. We work with the girls. We work it's with like the full, uh, full service. <laughs> you stressed out. It's a one-stop shop. You stressed shop. out about your, your baby mama. <laughs> Come over here. Let me well, you know what? We give them massages so they don't be pestering us, coming okay. in there, checking on the kids. Right. And That's it. Trying to bring Keep them pockets. Everything okay. okay. Sure. There. What time is it? They relax out there. Okay. They don't want to bother us. Um, but we do we do that so we take care of the, the young people. We we are it's open to women. Yeah. So women can come do co parenting, practical parenting. And then we have a special group called Daddies Here, specifically for men, every Thursday, where men can come in and it's a it's a bonding group where they can talk about male things, uh, fatherhood and all that kind of thing. Uh, one thing we're really proud of is we have a um, a father daughter dance. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. So when, when is great. that one, That's man? Because awesome. I, I I would love to bring my grandbabies. And I did say grandbabies, but I love to bring okay. my grandbabies mm-hmm. to the next one. Uh, you better get your hula hoop game up because there's a hula hoop contest. I'm just oh. letting you know. <laughs> uh, that's right, right now we're looking at uh, June, I believe it's June 20th or the 13th. Okay. Which uh, is the Saturday before Father's Day, the night before Father's Day, or the weekend before. So you gentlemen tell me, what's better, the weekend before or the night before Father's Day? 
The weekend before. Weekend before, yeah. Good. Now, so it's gonna be on the June thirteenth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be on June thirteenth. I didn't know we was on the board. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the planning board. We're on the planning board. Yes. Planning committee. <laughs> that's how. That's how I roll. I catch brothers like you, and we, teamwork yeah, makes a dream work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and if it goes wrong, <laughs> brothers working together. All your listeners right heard here. you guys <laughs> say <laughs> that day, not me. Right? They heard you. We guys. are. We are interns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys picked that day, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame us. <laughs> it's your building. <laughs> but you decided it. It's your building. You know what I'm saying? We don't play that shit. I was, only, I was outvoted. It's three of you. <laughs> three of you said that day. They can't see I, anything. I think the 20th is better. I'm just going to show up. I don't got no daughter. Because I was, I was part of the planning. I'm just going to show up. Just show up. Just show up. Uh, in so my we'll do polyester, polyester blue suit. And that's where the, you know, the little girls come out in their beautiful dresses. And yeah. they're proud to be with daddy. And yeah. daddy's getting Very the door. Form and Adorable. holding their hands and dancing with them, it's the it's the most beautiful event yeah. that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It really is. It's it brings tears to your eyes if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He said if you're not careful. Yeah. If you don't got well, your if you get up, caught up, if you get caught up, if you don't got your G up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't you ain't manned up that day. Break you down. Well, that's what we do at the center, and every day people walk in for assistance. So we help them with. The educational process. Okay. We help them with court. We help them with um, employment. Whatever, whatever is necessary to make a man feel like a man and put himself in the proper position to right. be the best father he can be. We do that, and of course, we you know we kind of veer off and work with the mothers and the children too because we right. believe that you know. Uh, the name of our, our company is Center for Fathers and Families. Right. Okay. Right. And so we want to build strong units and, and make it positive for everybody. And who knows? Some of these people who are separated may get back together. And, sure. and we need more family structure. As you know, 72% of our homes are single-parent homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just trickles down to, you know, 50% of our kids are not graduating from high school. And, and, and our homes are broken. So we're trying to put them back together or make them functional at the highest level possible, if even if they're not together. So how you know how hard is it to get people to come to you? Because sometimes you know people don't want the help that you offer. So how do you get the word out that you're there? It's easy. We we're, we're on the court list, so the court helps them send okay. those people to us. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, okay. It's, right. Well, it's, it's mandatory. You know, it's, it's mandated. So it's mandatory. The, the court orders, you know, if they're bickering and tripping and fighting, the court says, okay, yeah. we know what you need. You need co-parenting class. Right. Sure. And then they send it to you And here's a list. <laughs> right, right. So, so they're we're, going, we're one of the cheapest so on the list. So it's mandatory. Our prices are low. <laughs> okay. So everybody comes up. <laughs> okay. So they come to us and they sign up. You know, so it's um, mandatory. You come to Fathers of oh, Fans. Oh, yeah. Well, people who go off in court, they say, hey, you know, you might need some anger management. So they come okay. to us. And, and then they get angry because they had to come to us, right? Right, 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 right. Then you get that massage. <laughs> You, you can manage it. We're getting a massage there. Like, you're not angry about the price. <laughs> Calm down. You know? Calm but down. because the court orders a lot of people to come, we get a lot of people that way. And then there's people who just know that they need something. Okay, because I was wondering. Because do, 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 do where can men go? Where can men go? Sure. Right? I mean, yeah, like bars. women have yeah, bars, right? <laughs> women have girls' night the out. Barbershop. They go right? to the I've never been invited to a guy's night out. Women have Ayala Van Zandt, they got Dr. Phil, they got Oprah, they got Lifetime, they got Scandal, <laughs> they got Empire. <laughs> Empire, right? What do men have? But do you Sports have sports and women, do, right? So you now find, there's a place you can go. Do you find that um, men are open to the conversation uh, that you have? Do you find that they're Absolutely. willing to talk? 
Absolutely, okay. yeah. Because, you know, a lot of men, where, where, who can you talk to and where can you go? So they get in there, we close the door, and they open right up. Mm. You know, men, they, they, they let their emotions open up. You know, they, they, you got men in there crying, just letting it all out, which is healthy for them. Mm-hmm. They're, pouring, you know, they're pouring it out, and they feel much better. Men in there talking about their personal issues, getting responses. Yeah. You know, and, and like I always ask people, where can a man go for support and, and and where can he go to open up and have those discussions? Where can he go? In a workshop like that, how many how many men do you say on an average are in the class? Uh, during football season, probably about, <laughs> <laughs> probably about 10 to 12. Okay. Right. Uh, right. When there's not anything major going on, uh, we just had a class last night. We had 19. Okay. Mm. Oh, so wow. we had 19, about 19 to 20. Oh, wow. A good class that we like is 8 to 10 okay. because then it's okay. intimate and we can really work right. with the men and it's personable. I think on the average we have probably about 15, 14, 15. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. cool. Okay. Very good. Very cool. But it's, it's great, you know, and, and some men come there even prior to having a child. Oh, you know, okay. To talk about because cause, cause who, who, when do we talk about being a father? Right. right, right. When you're in the middle w- of it, work, yeah. <laughs> when the baby's in your hand, right? <laughs> no, when right? she, she said, no, when she <laughs> said, yeah, when she said it's blue, she said, oh, it's blue. <laughs> when you get, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get that child support notice, right? <laughs> You're like, child I didn't even know I had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, a picture and child support notice. <laughs> <laughs> what thing about this? You know, little girls are raised doing hair, helping mommy right. in the kitchen, and they're raised they to think about the little baby, the, the colors of the wedding, and somebody's gonna marry you. We're not. We're raised with Tonka toys. Go outside and play football. Yeah. Tear up. Get a job. And, and Get outside and play. Most men have no training. Nobody talks to them about it, and all of a sudden, you're a dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, there's no prerequisites. He just yeah, your dad and the lower, the, the lower level yeah. of humanity because and you're begging for a big piece of chicken. Can father, yeah. right? Because yeah. of the low percentages, they don't think we're skilled and qualified. Right, right. And so here you are now trying to be the best dad you can be. Even the court will start off with the male getting less time, parenting time. Yes, yeah. Right. Calling it, sure calling it visitation. It. Sure. <clears throat> so when man, man says, yeah, I got my visitation, I say, is your son or your daughter, are they in the hospital or prison? Because that's visitation. Right. But I don't believe that any parent visits your own kid. Yeah, you do. That's like you don't time. babysit yeah. your own kids. You don't babysit right. your own kids, right? Yeah. So, so this is where men can come and talk about, you know, and say, okay, you know, uh, to what degrees do I heat up the milk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know what I'm but that yeah. makes a difference. Hey, so. I'm yeah. not working. Yeah. Working, I you take my child. Burning the kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. How do I learn? Yeah. How do I learn? How Where do I, I go? Where do I go? Yeah. You know, like an what example. Are the resources. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know when I was first fathering. I didn't know like stuff would happen, and all the women would be there. And finally, I said, "How do you find, how you guys find out about Dora's coming to town and all that kind of stuff?" Right. Oh, we sign on Disney.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. You know, somebody has to tell you mm-hmm. Nickelodeon and, and Disney.com and sign. So right. you learn little bits and pieces, and you master being a father. Because yes. most men don't, didn't have their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? So how do you know, learn the nurturing techniques yeah. of fatherhood? Where yeah. do you learn from? Who's, who's talking to you about this? You Nobody. call up one of your buddies and say, hey, man, I just want to talk to you about being a dad. Right. You make 25 calls and see how many work out for you. <laughs> he said, I got a call coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you call, call your boy and say, hey, I don't know if you babysit my kid for <laughs> right, 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 right. Women keep each other's kids. Right, right. 
you ever kept somebody's kid? <laughs> I have actually. Yeah, he got a good, he got a great family. Well, I, no, I've got, I've got no, no, yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> no, we're not talking about your girlfriend. Oh no, 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 lady. no, no. Oh no, 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 no I have. When okay, on, on, yeah, on the regular, no. men don't mm-hmm. just keep other people's kids. Hey, no, no, because you be like, you don't want to be liable. Go ahead. So you don't want to be liable. You talking about liability? You talking about liability? Yeah, like my kid got a He's talking about liable. Date, date, like where are these stitches? Where are these stitches come from? I had to take him to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? He fell off the bed. So how, how, what are the ages of the dads? What, what, what are the ages? How young do they get involved 16, and how old? 16 to, our oldest was 73. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Because it's never too late. <laughs> it got quiet on that one, too. Well, wait, no, it's, it's never too late to learn. That's what you're saying. Oh, it's never too late to learn. Right. And you know, it's never. Too, it's really never too late to have a child. Sure, I mean, there's, there's young men, you say, oh, I'm older, I'm not going to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, there's people who live to be, you know, there's young men who... Who their lifestyles, you know, don't really fit the fatherhood format of survival of sure. life survival, and they're not here, right. you know. And then there's older, wiser, wiser gentlemen who have done all the necessary things in their life to put themselves in a good position, and they're healthy, they're eating healthy, they've been a great dad, and they value life and they value being a father. So they're here until they're 80, 90 years old, mm-hmm. being a great dad, right? And so any child that can have a dad, no matter what age. Right. right, not too early, but no matter what age, <laughs> um, even a young father, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. vibrant and excited and st- stable, um, the child's blessed. Yeah, that's right? true. And, that, that and that's true. Yeah, you know, the child's it's a blessed. masculine energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You got any yeah. advice over there that you want to tell some fathers, some young ones that may be listening? What would you tell them if you had a chance to talk to some? Have young that dads conversation. Today? Have that conversation with some other dads. Right. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go online and Google what you need to know, and be proud to be a dad. And realize that it's you know even if you have twenty percent parenting time, right. you know make the most of it. Well, do a hundred percent of your twenty percent. Right. There's men in the households who have a hundred percent that are doing twenty percent. Yeah, that's you true. You know they see their kids going up and down the hallways. Hey, how was school? They don't really interact with them. And then there's men who have twenty percent and they spend every single second and minute with their child, and the child looks forward to their days and and they're they're fully engaged. And so anytime I say I'm do your 100% in your 20%, don't be afraid to talk to fathers who are more experienced and then change your lifestyle to fit that because you want to be around and, and all the women chasing and drinking and all that kind of stuff could be uh, hazardous to your longevity. And you're training your kids in everything that you do. So what you see your little girls, what they see in you, that's what they're going to look for. And your little boys, they're going to model themselves after you. But I would just tell the young men, hey, fatherhood is the greatest thing that you can do. No matter what age you are, be proud of it. Don't look at the, da- the dads that society says are dead be dad. Don't look at that format. Mm. Look at the great fathers and model yourself after that and say, you know what? This is what I'm yeah, going to be. Yeah, there, there are a lot of great dads out there, man. There's a lot of them. A yeah, because that was one of the big issues I had when I went to church was that Every Father's Day, you know, Mother's Day was like they shower the women. Oh, you know, you're great. Take them out to eat, da da da. But on Father's Day, it was like you need to be a good dad, you know. But it's yeah, like, yeah, I'm a good dad. Sermon, I came right. to church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a good dad. I Mothers came to church with my kids. Mothers that get roses and they escort to the seat. Dads, they do the service, trying to get you need to step the game up. You need to be a dad. These kids are here. Oh, we got cake in the next room. We're talking to the choir right now. If I wasn't a good dad, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like I need you to shower me. You know, if I if I have a kid, I want you to shower me with. You know, when I come to church, like shower me. Don't be in there talking down to me. All right, okay. Let's give it up for. 
Terry Moore. You Terry got, Moore, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you coming. Yes. It's been a blessing. You got some parting words for us, Terry Moore? You got. You want to say something? I want to say Joe Levy is great, and I know he's <laughs> up next. <laughs> I'm glad I can get out the way. Um, no, I love you guys really. Nothing wrong with saying I love. You know, we love each other. Yes. I love you guys. Thank you for doing this positive. Um, uh, no, thank you for doing this. Um, okay. Our community need, uh, needs this, and I think you guys are all upstanding. Um, gentlemen. Oh, thank you. And I'm yeah. proud to be on the show with you today. Well, thank, oh, thank you. you. Appreciate all you coming. Right. Really appreciate it. Terry Give Moore, it up everybody. one more time. Terry Moore. Yeah. Thank you. Tell you I can't get you off of my mind. There's just something about you, you're like a sweet, soft surprise. Your smile gets me high. You take Sacramento, everybody. Mm -hmm. Our next guest this evening is a guy named Joe Levy. Joe. Internationally influenced in his music, for more than 10 years, Joe worked overseas and played R&B, pop, jazz, nightly in popular clubs and hot spots throughout Japan, and bands backing other artists. His time there was both financially and musically productive. Family led him to return to the United States, taking his gifts to the Las Vegas market, where he once again kept busy in the local music scene. Over time, the grind burned him out, and he moved to California. Now, he's from San Diego, but he ends up in Sacramento. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Guy 
named Joe Levy. Thank you for having me. Joe, welcome, so, welcome. Welcome, right Joe on, Levy, to Black Talk Sacramento. Right so so that, that, that song that just went off. Right. That's you, my man. That is me. What, what's the name of that one? I Heart You. I, I Heart, Heart you. you. Okay, so wait now. Stop for a second. Okay. I was listening to the radio the other day, and uh, there was an interview about Mr. Joe Levy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. in this interview, he described for everybody why the title I Heart You. So now, for the Sacramento Black Talk Radio listeners, got you. Explain to us. Well, um, this song was about my wife when I went to Japan uh, twenty, now twenty one years ago. Um, I was pretty pretty damaged, kind of from you know experience with my with my daughter's mother, and it was kind of a life saving event me going to Japan. It was either probably going there or going to the penitentiary. So, <laughs> going to Japan was a <clears throat> was kind of like a life saving event for me, and I met this. Uh, I met this young lady who was amongst several that I was seeing at the time. She was the, happens to be the youngest. But um, she just broke me down. She was so loving and so beautiful and so sweet that we just hung out. We couldn't speak a word of each other's language. I couldn't speak Japanese. She couldn't speak English. But I had a connection. I, we yeah. had a connection that was just un, unreal. And we ended up getting married. And, and oh, Congratulations. Uh, and we've been together 21 years. Whoa. So the fact that we couldn't talk to each other for the first two years of our relationship really uh, – so, brought us so, together. So, did, so you, I did you learn you. Japanese or did she learn English? Um, I learned. We learned a little bit of both, but uh, she speaks better English than I speak Japanese. Okay. most definitely. So the "I heart you" basically was Came a symbol from us, right, that you were sending to each other since exactly. you couldn't say it. Right. Exactly. Okay. That was like that's this. how we communicated. We just everything was about what we felt for each other. I mean, okay, that is very interesting. So now you know we're 21 years later, and you know we don't have to talk to one another because <laughs> she automatically knows what I'm thinking, and vice versa. I mean, we have a connection that's right, right. That's a oneness that I I cherish more than anything. any children. Oh yeah, I got three kids. Um, my oldest daughter, which is not by my wife, but I have uh, we have two sons together at 19 and 17. Oh, okay. And um, they're the light of my life. My children are my life. You Absolutely. got it. Now you were saying that. Uh, your son is about to attend. Uh, My youngest son, yeah, he's yeah. about to attend San Francisco State. All right, so congratulations, he's been, man. That's he's been a four student since elementary school. He's see, just, those type of things need to be celebrated. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a brilliant young fella, and um, he loves learning. He's a, uh, you know, I, I tell him all the time that he needs to challenge himself because he doesn't know how, you know, he's never really put the full press on the machine. I'm like, man, you don't know how. How what, much you what got your really going? Is, sure. Because you you know right. you just kind of cruise through, and I'm like, dude, you should really be taking the most challenging stuff, and he's never done that. So I'm interested to see what he's going to you know what he's going to do with his life because he's really really brilliant. He's a great kid too. Are any of your children into music? They all love music, but they're any not sing. Or no, play my my oldest son is multi talented, but he's very very shy. But he can sing, he can act, he can do impersonations. He's a writer. He creates uh, screenplays. I mean, he's a tremendously gifted young fellow. He goes to school as well, and uh, he, he works. And uh, so he's a little bit more pragmatic about his life. He wants to. He wants to go. He wanted to go out of school and go right to the workplace. And I said, No, only if you're going to move out. If you want to move out on nine bucks an hour, then you can. Then you can just work. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. But if right. you're going to stay here, here with me, <laughs> school's got to be a part of that. Right, right. So now he's in school and he's figuring out that he likes it and he's challenging his professors because okay. right now I think he's doing some uh, theoretic theoretic science that he's like that. These are theories. They're not 
That's exactly. Now you're understanding what right what theory means. What science right. is about. Right. What theory is right. about. So he's finding out that intellect is part of his is part of his love, it's and I'm just I'm excited about it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about your music. You released one album. You, you this have, is his right. very first album. My first debut album. His man. debut album. Oh, this is old. This, this, this is, is it. the first this one. This is the first album, man. So how's it feel? Man, right now it's feeling great. We just had two sold-out shows at the Fire Rock for the launch of the Love, Faith, and Family Tour, which has been amazing. So I'm feeling really, really great about it. And we've had great success with this record. It was a SoulTracks.com um, album of the year selection. So has it gotten to that point where you got people walking down the street saying, are you that guy named Joe Levy? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but I tell you what, it's it's still been a real. Uh, it was it's been a real joy to make music, my own music, and then having people that recognize it and see it to start to rise. You know, it's an independent record, so it's a very tough business to be in. Sure. But it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, we've gone to England and 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 traveled there to promote the record, which was great. Which is great. And uh, now we're starting to get some love here at home, which is great. And uh, I'm just delighted to have the record out and it doing well. Yeah, so you had a couple of singles that hit the charts yes, overseas. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I Heart You went to number two in the UK Soul oh, Chart. Wow. The wow. album spent uh, uh, 21 weeks in the Ooh, top 20. Right on. Um, then we released a single after the record, uh, I'll Find a Way to Love, which is being featured on KDE. That went to number one in the UK. Okay. okay. So I'm very, very happy that. And they have a, a really deep love for soul oh, music. Oh, they like soul and, music and, over and like crazy. Jazz. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm just glad that, you know, the record's doing well. And, you know, I mean, they listen to everybody. It's not just independent records. I mean, everybody who's in the game is on the charts, and we made it to the number one spot. That really felt good. Shout now you have there. a you have a very soulful voice, you know, and it's kind of missing in today's music. Mm. Uh, who are some of you? You know, Your influences, some influences wow. and people that inspired you. This is probably gonna blow you away, but my favorite singer of all time is Nat King Cole. Whoa, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you listen to his record, they're flawless. And people don't recognize how huge he was in the record industry. You know, he ran oh, he MCA. He ran Capitol Records, man. Yeah, he, he, he was, was the, the man. That that was, built. Yeah, he yeah. built that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just a phenomenal uh, musician and singer. I, I love him. I love Donny Hathaway. Love Marvin, Stevie, of course. Um, but Nat, to me, was just phenomenal. I love Nat King Cole. Uh, love Frank Sinatra. Yeah, believe Frank, it or not. Frank was nice. Frank is a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I listen yeah. to his records yeah. all the time. Why are you listening to him? Dude, if you love music, you cannot ignore right. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. That kid, that old man could sing, plain and simple. And uh, he was soulful with his, with well, his voice. Him and Nat were both capital label right. mates. So right. They were doing it down in LA. And they were doing it. And, yeah. uh, so, and, how old were you when you hit the stage the first time? <laughs> Excuse me. The first time? Oh, man, 10 years old. I'll never forget it. Um, well, maybe, yeah, 10, 11 years old. Uh, first time I hit a stage was at the uh, sixth grade songwriting contest that we had. So we could, uh, the winner, the, the class could go to on a field trip to SeaWorld. And uh, we won that. I wrote the school, the, the the winning song and performed it with my classmates. And we got that cool trip to SeaWorld. So I was, you know, king for a day at least. Because uh, <laughs> we, we got the free trip to SeaWorld in San Diego. It was so much fun. That was the first time, and I, I've always loved. You know, my cousin and I used to. Always, we always loved singing. Michael Jackson was huge back then. The Jackson Five, and you know, we put them Jackson Five records on. That's when you get to see, you know, the Forty Five. Oh yeah. Go down to the record store, take your dollar, get the Forty Five, and then come home and those spin were the around. Days, yeah, those man. were the days. Man. Do you remember the first Forty Five that you bought? The first Forty Five that I got was ABC. Okay. okay. The What's Jackson the first 5. one you bought? You bought. You bought. What's I think the first, the first one, one. I think the first one I bought was probably. 
I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Cameo. I okay. think it was Rigor Mortis. Wow, that, I'm dating okay. myself because you know what my first record was? What, what, what's the your... first 45 I brought was My Girl by The Temptations. Wow. Okay. Great and, record. And mine was, my, my dad took me to, you know, gave me a couple of dollars we, in San Francisco. We go to the record store and I got Get Up by James Brown. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and man. mine cost 59 cents. I, See? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I just dated myself. But you know, you know what's so great about that music that you're talking about is it's you know here it is you know years and years and years later and this is still, still the, working. This still is still working. the prominent music in history. Sure, and, and it's our music, and that's that's something that I'm kind of sensitive about. Well, you know, the last show we we did a show with uh, Harley White Jr., mm-hmm. who's a great musician, um, and we went into where. American music come from, and it comes from Congo Square, mm-hmm. you know, and it's what you're saying is, yeah. Well, it's something as simple as, like, you go to Arco Gas Station, and you pull up, and all you hear is this music blasting, and right. it's black music. Well, you, you know, know, we we created it, and someone else sold it and right. stole it. And and it's still being stolen to this day, and it's really a sense. But we have to go back to it, though. We have to go back to it. We keep. We never we, left we it. Well, we change it. We we no. we don't necessarily sing as soulful as we used to. You don't have as many Otis Reddings and well, you they're, know they're out there. You just won't they're, hear they're, them. But what I'm right. saying is that right. we don't have them to the point where we're hearing them because we don't own the radio stations. That's that's the whole right, point. Right. We're not. We don't it's control who's behind the camera. Yeah, we don't the distribution control of it. Yeah. the distribution of it, and it's all part of this preschool to prison paradigm that they've shifted away from intelligent music because they own the for-profit prison industry is more profitable now than the record industry. So now that we don't buy records, they don't create black content to cause people to think and love and come together. They they feed these kids with these negative images and these musicians that are absolutely causing them to ruin their lives before they turn 18. And they build penitentiaries based on preschool and elementary school scores and so there's a whole sinister, really nefarious group of record and media people conglomerate that own these penitentiary systems right. that funnel these kids into them. And it's all by design. And it's not a happenstance that you don't hear this black music anymore. It's no happenstance that they're saying that this guy is the new R&B king of R&B, this one-hit wonder from England. But don't you think, though, if the audience was more demanding of what they listen to, you could get a little bit more? I mean, if you settle for what they push to you, you don't have to listen to it. And we don't. You know what I'm saying? You don't so have what, to. what do you think about Kendrick Lamar, though? I know? love Kendrick Lamar. Mm. I mean, you know, he's a fresh yeah. voice. Yeah. But again, you know, it's like, where's Jeffrey Osborne? Where's George Benson? They're still around. They're still making great music. Where's right. Nita Baker? Where You know, she, she had one of the biggest songs of the year a year and a half ago, just there's still great musicians out here, and they're still here. Natalie Cole is still doing her thing. There's still these artists, yeah. but you won't hear yeah. from them. You'll you hear from hear the Rolling Stones. Right. You'll hear from the Eagles. You'll hear from, you know, Paul McCartney. But you know, um, Garth Brooks will come here and sell out five concerts in a row. Right. But you got to put fifty <laughs> rappers on one show to do. You know, I mean, it's a whole different paradigm, and it's because we don't control. The industry. We don't own the radio stations. They've all been bought out by corporate. So, entities. so what do you think about uh, the mm. thing that uh, Jay Z is doing with Title? Uh, well, with I the think, streaming. I think it's great because I think maybe you know at least it looks like it is. I right. think singers will get a better deal. Right. But again, you know, a lot's going to go to a few, and it's just part of this new paradigm. I applaud them for trying to create some content where people can funnel through and not give the money to iTunes and these other, you know, organizations that aren't run by us. Right. 
But again, you're talking about there are so many people creating music now with this new. You know, it's you don't have to go to a studio anymore. You can have right, one at right. home. Go in your bathroom. You know, my record was done on a on a laptop, and and uh, Derek Allen, multi platinum producer that lives right here in this town, um, who is one of the greatest producers in the United States, did my record on a laptop. Right. And right. so when you can do that, it takes the power away from the record companies, which is why they've pushed us to the to the rear. And it's a it's a concerted effort. Yes. Um, music is a very powerful medium. It's very very powerful. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they're doing. It's gotten into the spirits of these kids, and I love Terry more for what he does and how he tries to rally the community. But he's fighting an uphill battle because it's what's going in here and in here that's, that's creating sure. right. these kids. Right. And everything that they see in here right now is it's all about negativity yeah. and street life and get money and hustle and all that. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah, can't shake live it in like a club it, and exactly. drink and smoke. You, right. Yeah. And by the time you're 30 years old, you realize I didn't go to school. Right. I don't have any skills. I can't hustle. I can't do this. And guess what? I can't eat. So right. this is what our situation is. And it's getting worse. It's not getting better. And it's all done. I believe it starts with music. It starts with music that. and starts, mm-hmm. I, I hate to sound that way, but it starts at home too. What's happening at home? Mm-hmm. You know, you it starts at the house. The type of music that you're hearing at home when you first start listening to music yes. has to do with what you're allowed to listen to. Right. But see, okay. we don't have the big mamas anymore. We don't, and then a lot of these well, kids. Well, then we need to get baby sister. A lot of, a lot of these kids, mothers of kids. I, you know, yeah. I have people in my in, that are close to me in my band. Um, she is 33. Her mom's 46. Yeah, I was going to say the big mamas is in the club shaking it. Your mom's you know? 46. You're 33. Your daughter's 16. I mean, you don't really get a whole lot of experience then when you're having kids at 13 and 14 years old. Right. And this is not the exception. It's kind of the rule it's now. It's become the rule. You yeah. know, and it's it's a, we've had several generations like this. When I was going to high school, I graduated in 1980. I remember the first we time had, I heard somebody make, make the comment about babies making babies. Hmm. You know, it was like, I'm okay. I graduated high school in 73. Okay. So you're so, a few years older than me. Yeah, you know. I, but it was the beginning of that. Right. You know, when, when the girls in my school, they weren't having babies yet, but right after that, it just all started. Now, see, like this run. fast forward to 1980 when I graduated, we, it was, had, it was a, we had three bungalows full of mothers that had kids at school. Bungalows. Yeah. yeah. Like, like bungalows. Bungalows are like portable classrooms that right. okay. oh, okay. turned into nurseries because we had so many girls in our school that already had children. Okay. When I was in junior high school, one of I mean, my like good a trailer? friends... They looked like a trailer. They looked like portable classrooms. They weren't like trailers. They were classrooms. Okay. But like the ones that you see off, yeah, the, you off, know, off yeah, in the off, field and stuff, they right. build them like that. When I was in eighth grade, one of my friends was already married with two kids. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I was in the eighth grade and we had a girl in our, in our school wow. who was married to a 21-year-old dude hmm. and had one kid and was pregnant with the other when we, by the time we got to ninth grade. That's crazy. That's deep. You know, and that was happening then. So you fast forward, you know, the 35 years since I graduated, and it's like. It's even more. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so, like Terry was talking about, you get these kids that don't understand how to even be adults yet, and they're trying to raise kids. And it's, you know, you're not you're not a parent. You're not ready for, for prime time when you're that age. And it's gotten to the point now where it's, I think, it, I think we're past the point of no return with it. Now, you were talking about uh, some of the people that you worked with, uh, DOA, who is a great, great uh, producer. He's and magic. Bass. Yeah, he's, he's, he's bad. Um, you also work with Jay King. Can mm-hmm. you talk about some of the different people? You know, Jay King of Club Nouveau, 
And uh, at one time, Jay was like rumors the business. Well, yeah, 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 not only rumors, but he you know, people don't realize who who he put into the business. Yeah. Jay, Jay is is right. He's an icon. McElroy, uh, I mean, McElroy, yeah, yeah, Thomas, right. and, um, yeah. You know, he put on, you know, Mister uh, Ice Ice Baby. Jay put him on. I yeah. mean, Mac Dre and all those guys. I mean, he was instrumental in all of these Bay Area people coming up. And you know, trying to become, and he's been an instrumental part in all of their careers. I remember when Confunction kind of split, and Michael Cooper went on his own. Jay was was behind that. So Jay is a major, major player. He's a wonderful man, and I met him uh, online, and uh, I sent him my version of "I Heart You." I just written it, and um, I got a call a couple days later at two o'clock in the morning, two thirty. I was like. Who's in the hell is calling me at two thirty in the morning? Maybe my, my dad dead or Welcome something. Welcome to the business. My father didn't passed away. I answered the phone. Okay. I'm thinking somebody's <laughs> dead. Yeah. Uh, I like to speak to Joe Levy. I was like, who the heck is this? This is Jay King. Yeah. And I just want to let you know, I, I'm, I really like your music. Okay. And I'm gonna play it on my radio show. So listen tomorrow. And I got my wife. I said, Jay King, you know, we're gonna wake up and listen to this record because he's gonna play it. And it went from there. And he came here. Uh, and he, he, you know, we came by the house. He visited me. Met my wife and. Uh, he introduced me to Derek. He actually took me to the Robert Brookins. Remember Robert Brookins oh. 2012 event? Yeah, see, Sacramento man is, right. is, is is stacked. And that's when Larry Dunn was the was the was the right. uh, featured artist. And he introduced me to Larry because he was managing Larry. Okay. And um, he introduced me to Derek, who blew me away by playing one note on a bass in honor of Robert. It, I mean, I literally cried in the place. Okay. He played one note, and it was so spiritual. I just my eyes started. With my wife said, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> I said, "Can you feel that?" And we are, we're like this. Derek and I have become like brothers. Okay. And uh, he is an amazing, amazing guy. He's produced Joe's last two records. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal records. Uh, I, he was he a was, uh, uh, tour director for Janet Jackson's yes. uh, a Rhythm Nation tour. Yeah, he was you bass know? playing on that. Uh, uh, Karen White's the latest album, he did her album, did my album. He did Joe's last, uh, last two albums, Double Back and Bridges. Right. Incredible music. He's working on uh, some Keith Sweat records right now. He's okay. working on. Uh, he just did Smokey Norfolk's Grammy nominated. I mean, he's yeah. And these are all Sacramento people. He's that, amazing, yeah. and he is the he is the most down to earth, most character driven man I've ever met in the music business. And that's why we're such great friends because that's he's great. really a man of great character, and I love him like a brother. He's a wonderful, wonderful brother. And he's a mentor and a good friend. And uh, we were just on the phone a few minutes ago. We talk every day. Okay, that's good. That's good. Great, great guy. Yeah. So what's next for Joe Levy? Well, we got the Love, Faith, and Family Tour that we're trying to promote. And uh, we just did two great shows at the Fire Rock. Um, sold those out. And it was an amazing experience. I tell you, man, I've I got a great band. So we're going to try to promote some more shows with that. And uh, we've got a new single coming out soon. And uh, we're going to keep making music. It's all about love with me and family and faith. And I'm going to try to continue with that message. Um, I think that message is important, especially in today's genre. So it says that you're hanging out with uh, Ronnie Law's son. Yep. Jamin uh, played on the show with me here uh, on Saturday night. He's a great, great young man. Uh, you know, he's a real jazz aficionado. He's a young man, but he loves straight-up jazz. And it was a real pleasure hanging out with him. He's a, So what, is he, what instrument does he play? He plays saxophone. Okay. Just like his dad. And All right. uh, he's, a, he's a brilliant artist. He's a great music maker. And uh, you're going to hear some great things from him coming up. He's a wonderful young fellow. I really, I really like him. And okay. we had a good time together. So where do you see, where, where do you, what's next stop on your tour? Do you have things already set up? Well, we're working on some ideas. Um, again, as an independent artist, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough thing. Sure. And you have to, 
It's got to make dollars to make sense. Right. And so, uh, but we definitely have some things I don't want to speak on it yet because I feel like I'd be jinxing it to well, speak don't, before, don't, before don't I speak, sign it. You're doing it right. But trust right. me, we're going to, you know, you're going to be hearing more from me. And uh, I'm excited about that. We've got some great shows lined up and um, in the works. And um, I'm going to be doing some work with, uh, with Derek on some things coming forward, which is a real blessing. Okay. And uh, writing some music, hopefully, for some major artists that uh, are in the works. And uh, that's going to be a blessing, too. And hopefully, um, creating more revenue for my day business. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a drywall subcontractor. That's what I do for a living. Okay. okay. So, oh, cool, cool. So, know. how can people get in contact with you? Uh-huh. JoeLevy.com is my website, or you can find me at JoeLevy100 on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Joe Levy. Um, you can also get my records at iTunes and uh, on my website as well as CD Baby, uh, or you can just look me up in the phone book. I'm listed. Okay, and, and what about uh, the drywall? Is there a number that they can contact yep, you? Yeah, my drywall service is solid drywall. I'm second generation. <laughs> you said you solid? Solid drywall, yeah. We've been uh, doing this for 10 years here in this in this area. That's uh, solid. We do a lot of projects all over the Bay Area, um, and uh, you can reach me there at 773-5636 if you have a drywall issue or you got cracked ceilings or you want to change out your you know your popcorn ceiling or you've got holes in your wall you want to fix, we'll, we'll take care of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Levy. This is featuring another um, Sacramento sister, Jackie Bryant, who is amazing, okay. an amazing artist. I don't know if you know Jackie. But I know yeah, Jackie personally. She's, she's deep. I love her. Yeah, she nice. sang this with me. Your eyes are the Observer News. And you know what? We're going to talk about. Wait, 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 wait. Our man's not here. So we got to send a shout out to Antonio Harvey. Antonio Harvey with the Sacramento Observer. Wasn't able to make it today, but he definitely will be here next time. And he's here in spirit. So Antonio Harvey, take it over. So so we're going to talk about um, 
the Renaissance in the North area. Uh, local families had the opportunity to take tours of the new phase development model homes in the Renaissance Park last week um, in North Sacramento. Broker Cecil Williams, he provided the tour for the Jones family, and everybody's going through and stopping. So Sacramento, we want to let you know the boom is back, things are happening, houses are being built, and there's a new renaissance Now, this on. is over in the Del Paso area, right? North Sacramento, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, great, yes. great. Okay. Another thing, I don't know if y'all been hearing about the art scene here in Sacramento. Have, have, anybody I have been hearing about the art scene. Okay. Okay, they had the big issue about the uh uh the King's Arena and right. the Jeff Coons Jeff right. art piece that's going to be there. Yeah. How much are they paying they got to do that? 7.5 million dollars. I'll take that job. <laughs> and, and how do y'all feel about that? Anybody want to say anything about that? I think I I I myself personally think that it's a, it's a it's a good thing. I think so. I think it brings um, international attention to Sacramento, to Sacramento. for the for uh, Sacramento artists also. So you got to remember when you have an international artist such as Jeff Kuhn, who's sold one of his pieces, I believe the balloon. Yes, the, balloon, the, the, the balloon, the balloon dogs. dogs. Yes. Yeah, I think that went for somewhere around between fifty-four to fifty-eight million dollars, and he's like the number one commissioned artist in in the world, I believe. He's, he's out living. there, yes. Being, yeah. And then there's, you know, there's controversy. People say he's stolen people's ideas and stuff like that. But like we said earlier, he's probably been inspired by somebody else just like everybody else has been inspired. So well, you can't really say anything about that kind of stuff. But absolutely. think about this here. You go downtown, there's going to be this major, major piece of art on J Street. People are going to come from everywhere just to see this piece. His works are all over the world. People travel all over the world to see his work. And I think of things like the Statue of Liberty and different pieces of art that are in parts of the world that if they hadn't come from someplace else, we would never see them. Hmm. Yeah, okay? Yeah. And then think about if the team was only made of Kings players that were from Sacramento. Sacramento. Then, you know, That'd be a little, how would that com competition be if we were only picking basketball players for the NBA that was coming from Sacramento? Well, I could, I could well, have a counter-argument. They might be better than the current team we can play right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Well, well, I, you know what? I think they headed in the right direction. Well, I, can, I, I don't. I, 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 I don't like their coaching choice. Oh, they should have went got Mark Jackson. <laughs> I have a counter argument. They should have brought Mark Jackson in to coach that team. <laughs> no, but I mean, it brings it brings life to the you know. I mean, everybody can have the same feeling about the homegrown, you know. We got uh, talent here. You, we have talent here. You know, but that's we what also, I'm you know, yeah, but, but but okay, but, with bringing him by by uh, us accepting this uh, piece from Jeff Kuhn, it it leaves one point five million dollars for local artists. Well, I heard I heard that they made a compromise where they no, that wasn't a compromise. They, that was part expanded. of the deal. Oh, okay. No, that was that's part of the deal. deal. The and lady if they didn't the, take if they was, didn't take the art, the, the one point five wouldn't be there for the artists. Here. Right. That, that that was say the, it again. The, if they did not accept the fact that they were going to take Jeff Kuhn's art, that whole deal for the artists in Sacramento would have went away. So went where away. did the deal come from? It came from a, from a uh, private donor. A private donor. So the private donor donated money to put him up in no, Sacramento. No, the private donor came, put the money up for the artists in Sacramento to be here, right. to be a part of the stadium. Hmm. What? Uh, okay, I don't, I, I, well, I don't get it. But okay, moving on to the next thing, next item. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but it's all good. No, no, listen, much. just so you know. <laughs> they agreed. No, no, listen, they agreed to take on Jeff Kuhn's work. Right. And a part of taking that work in was we will also bring in one point X amount of dollars, millions of dollars for the artists from Sacramento. But if they did not accept that art from Jeff Coons, right. that whole deal for the artists in Sacramento would have went, went, went away. Well, I'm just saying, where did that money come from? From a private donor. 
from a private donor. Who is the donor? He's private. Well, private, yeah. That's that's. But the that's owner what I'm saying. It's, like, it's not very transparent. So no, no, no. It's, like, the, the, the it's this mysterious of, donor listen, out there. No, 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 no. no, no <laughs> that's gonna get this money to. Lawrence, I'm telling you who the mysterious donor who is. Who is it? The Rayleigh's people, the people that own Rayleigh's. The Rayleigh's field and the Rayleigh's grocery store people are the ones that put the money up. The Rayleigh's people. Yeah. That's here in Sacramento. That's here in Sacramento. Well, yeah. So you they know. so they pay they the private donors that pay for him to put his art. No, they're the, they're the private donors that put the money up for the private for the Sacramento artists to be a part of it. Right. Okay, so they didn't bring the artists out, but because the artist is coming, they say, okay, we're gonna give money extra to to for the local artists. Yeah. Got you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, they also had the women empowerment celebration. Well, well let's was go. Held. Let's go back because. There's uh there's a way because if we have Sacramento artists, it's a way that they can get in contact. Okay. Uh, if you're to be a part of that one point five. Okay. If you're interested in the qualifications for the regional artists, um, you can go to visit www.sacramentoarts.org uh, backslash programs backslash public art backslash entertainment and sports center, and that's where you can get information. Mm-hmm. That's or true. just go to Smack. Smack will have the information. Yeah. Or go yeah. to the Observer. They should have or the Observer. Or, the, yeah. or Sacramento B. This this information is all over the place, everybody. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a local artist, make sure that you and you're try interested. To, yes. Try to get into that. Yeah. Get part of that mysterious. Okay. Uh, and and money. just so you know, a part of the getting to be qualified is you have to go to these meetings. They're gonna add, they're gonna require that you go to a certain amount of meetings so that you can be a part of it. Hmm. If you want to get in the game, you got to play by the rules. That's yeah. right. As with all things. So recently we here in Sacramento, we also celebrated the Women's um, Empowerment Celebration, which was held at the Brick House Gallery here in Oak Park. Uh, the women got together and they were celebrated. The celebration was held at the Brick House Gallery in our complex. It showcased exceptional women um, and organizations that are positively impacting the entire community by empowering women of color. Okay. Okay, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely cool. birthday celebrations going on through town. <laughs> well, well, we have also we have um, um, outside of the Observer News. Uh, yesterday, April seventh, was Billie Holiday's birthday. Oh. Yes, it was. It was her hundredth birthday. It would have been her one hundredth oh, wow. birthday. Yeah. You know. Now you know. Uh, my daughter' uh, birthday was yesterday. She's, and so was my I, twins. And she's she turned twenty eight. And your and twins. My twins turned 27. You know, I heard a, a startling thing about uh, Billie Holiday that they were saying that the FBI hounded her. Yes, for Strange Fruit. Hounded her everywhere she went. After she did Strange they, they Fruit. They say partially, you know, the way the mental problems that she had was from the FBI. They would call her. No, you know, that's part of it was. It was kind of like Martha the King. They, they hounded her like her. They would call Martha the King up all times of the night. Um, and they wrote him a letter that, you know, especially when he was trying to get the Nobel Peace Prize, he's like, you better not receive this prize and all this kind of stuff. And they really hounded him and saying, oh, you know, it's probably better you commit suicide and all this kind of stuff. And I, they really hounded her. I think it was on the BBC that they was talking about how intense and how... You know, they really hounded her. Well, she um she was she was um 23 years old when she did Strange Fruit in 1939. Mm-hmm. How many of you knew that the song Strange Fruit was written by a white guy? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was originally it was a Jewish guy, um, and it was ri- originally written as a poem. 
Right. Mm-hmm. right. And it was a poem that he wrote because he had saw a picture of a black man being hung. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he, along with Billie Holiday, was ha- harassed. And they were kind um, his name um, was, was Mirapole. American, it was Mirapole. Yeah, I was reading American about this his here. story is amazing. His name is Abel. Abel Mirapole. Mm-hmm. Um, Strange Fruit is a, is a song about a black lynching written by Abel Mirapole. Nina Simone said that Strange Fruit was the ugliest song she had ever heard. Mm. Wow. Mm. In, in, in her life when it came about. And to date, that is still considered to be Billie Holiday's greatest song ever recorded. Mm-hmm. And very few, few people consider Billie Holiday a civil rights leader, a civil rights person. Right. But that's just, that song, song became, itself. It became a thing. It was song. an anthem. Yeah, it was well, kind of like Black and I'm Proud. Where, yes. you know, yeah. Sometimes, yes. you know, you write a song or a song comes out and it can be the zeitgeist of a movement, you know. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's amazing what words can do. You really can empower sure. a movement, and you really can empower people well, to soul actually music. think deep, if you think about, soul deep music. about certain certain things. And I, and I think a lot about, um, especially like nowadays, it's like I, it's interesting the effect that Kendrick Lamar is having on on the industry, on the hip hop industry. Um, and I, I'm watching his his career with 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 interest because. Because him not wearing, you know, chains and him not blinging and, you know, the whole nine. And then you see these other cats trying to follow his suit where they're not trying to bling and they try not. And it's a whole mindset change where it's it's very interesting where where Snoop Dogg tried to get out of that to make music. Right. He would try to call himself new Snoop Lion and all this kind of stuff. But he couldn't get he couldn't escape it because nobody would buy his records. Then you right. have this, but, well, you, but you have to understand. Then you have this young cat comes up. You have to, like whatever you go in as cool. is generally what you have to stay as. That's yeah, how it's very that's how the industry usually and, and, works. And, and yeah, so the young the young brothers such as Kendrick Lamar and um, J Cole, who is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are like J Cole. See, a lot of people don't know J Cole uh, attended college and has a BA. So mm-hmm. these guys are coming across with some positive uh, messages in, inside of their music. Um, well, Puff went to college too, but he yeah, just a lot didn't of them use went to well, a lot of them went to college. Yeah, but they a lot of them did, but, but I'm MC. talking all those guys were college graduates. Yeah. Yeah. Eric B. Yeah. became you know most right. of those cats in old school hip hop. Right, were, were you know college and even the, the ones now. I mean, the cast that's coming up, they, they act the well, thuggish, the most thuggish people out well, there. Like, but um, what's what's his name? Um, um, Rick Ross. Well, he was you know uh, he was a correctional officer. Yeah, so and and you know Two Chain went to college, but the thing about J Cole though, J Cole talks about positive things. He talks about mm-hmm. uh, in his music. He talks about that he was trying to run the streets with some of his partners that he went to school with, and they told him, "Listen, man, you don't want what I have." Mm-hmm. And you know, so I, I think the difference that's, that we we're seeing, we're seeing a a, a revamp of this positivity of the eighties, huh? of of the yeah, of you know, yeah. it, soul music is soul coming music, back. Seventies, uh, uh, you, you know, if you listen to Kendrick Lamar, time. if you listen to Kendrick Lamar's album. It does not sound like typical hip hop music. It sounds yeah, like I haven't you, heard. I haven't heard. Well, it sounds like the Parliament Funkadelic. Funkadelic. That's what, that's what I felt when I first heard, which I still think is the greatest hip hop album ever made. Lawrence Hill, Miseducation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that to me was yeah. was you know it's a brilliant record, and until somebody does that, you know she's still the reigning hip hop. Oh yeah. Queen. That was it. You right. Just, you know, <laughs> right. I you mean, know, Kendrick yeah. has a song called I. 
And mm-hmm. that song is I love myself. so, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. But you, can, can you imagine how it empowers well, what I like about Well, what I like about it was that his explanation for that song. And, and, and I, I was online and somebody, and this is what got me interested. It was like the other day. And they put, it was a long interview. It was like a two-part, three-part interview with Kendrick Lamar. And he was talking about how he never been outside of Compton and actually coming outside of Compton and people that was coming to his coming to his shows were on the brick of suicide and all this kind of stuff. And that's why he wrote I Love uh, Myself right. because these people was like, you know, on the brink, you know. And so he was like, you know, and even in his even in the song there's there's a window that he go past even in the video the window go past the guy's trying to kill himself right. and then he sees them dancing by and then he stopped right. so it's like he's he's really bringing up because we don't talk about suicide or depression in in you know in you our know, communities it's, it's, right. it's real no, no, no. It's, it's we, real. we, we it's really don't so, so like, you know already. it's right. real yeah right. it's so real. yeah so we so i think he's to okay. me it's very interesting so uh we're going to move on over to south carolina shooting where this officer has been charged uh, mm-hmm. and fired. Michael Slager. Yes. Shot Walter well, Scott. You know, the, the charge to me it doesn't mean anything. You know, he needs to be convicted and sent to prison. Sure. Right. They or, have to make to a the real, gallows real if good... he really want to know the truth. He needs right. to be sent to the gallows for what he did. Right, right. But it's... And well, that well, will be justice. Just because he's charged, that doesn't mean anything to me. Exactly. You yeah, you haven't did on. anything the yet. Kid, yeah, the, the guy who shot the kid at at at, at uh, Fruitvale Station was charged, convicted, and spent eighteen months at a at a at a, at a, at a farm. Right. I mean, you know, you killed a man for no reason, and he needs to go to the gallows for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where he needs to go. And I and I won't be. I, I hope they protest, and I hope they don't stop until they push the button on that dude. Because well, you know, they he, they were going to let it go until they found out that it was videotaped. Somebody uh, videotaped sure. it on their phone. Yeah, because and, all they had was his it, word for it. And it was weird. If, like if, always. If, well, it was so easy to say, my life was threatened, and he threatened me, and he put a gun at me. You well, know? yeah, well, that's what he said. But, but on the video, the video it shows But the video him, shut it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, the video, he was running away. He was like... Well, it looked like he placed... Again, the taser is, on the ground. Yeah, he did. And 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 well, yeah, he set the, him the up. The guy yeah. told him run. Yeah, you know. Well, well to me, I, I don't know, but I, but that's he my wasn't. Guess. He well, we was talking about this earlier, where it didn't seem like to me. If you look at the video, it didn't seem. If your life was in danger, it just don't seem like the man was running at full speed. He was like he. I don't think that he believed that anything was going to happen to him, because I, I really we don't know what he said to him. Well, to no. make him run. I mean, they was both standing there. Then all of a sudden, the guy just start running, you know. And and it's like, you don't run from a police officer. We all know this. Well, and and it, was you, a, it was an empty field. Where are you going to go? There's no... Well, if you are going to run, then it seemed like you would run as if you're getting ready to dodge yeah, bullets. You, 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 know, you, you know. Yeah, you go... You go <laughs> I, I personally <laughs> have had enough yeah. uh, of this um, brutal policing. Um, I grew up with police in my neighborhood, you know, they were cool. Um, you know, they if there was a problem, they'd become, you know, no lethal force was necessary. They shut the problems down. Right. Everybody had respected. If you really got ignorant, you might get a billy club upside your head. Right. But it wasn't a thing you where you had killed. to feel for your life. Right. This new paradigm of, of shoot every black person, every child you see that and, and, and claim threat or claim danger, it, it's, it's, it's gone beyond um, protesting. I, I just don't believe in this. You know, um, calling up the NAACP and all that. I, you know, I'm I'm tired of it, and, and we need to start defending ourselves against these aggressions. It's not going to stop until we stop it, 
And these these cops, there, there are no good cops as far as I'm concerned because if you stand by and you watch somebody brutalize someone or you're privy of that, you, like you, Christopher you're just Dorner, as guilty. you're yes. just as guilty. And when Christopher Dorner tried to, you know, tried to blow the whistle, you saw what they did to him. They ruined right. his life. Right. And this is what the new policing is. And I think there needs to be an overhaul of police. I think they should stop putting these 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 military men that come from Iraq and everybody's a, 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 a an enemy combatant. These guys got PS, you know, PTSD. They want to kill. You don't turn that off. Right. And that man basically executed that man. Yes. He, yes. Like that he was, was hunting a dog, you know, run, run. and then yeah. shot him in the back. And and how many times that happen? I mean, it happens yeah. more. And, and, it's become right. more, and more and more. more. And, but it's always well, you know, we don't know. Right. Well, yeah, the officer said he was he was yeah, threatened. Got the my life is in danger. Yeah. My life. You know, is why are danger. you grabbing my you gun? Why are you doing this? Come on, for, man. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's the same story. It's the same story yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it can be the same story for every so, situation. So, do you think body cameras was will stop? Nope. This. No. No. But it hasn't. Nope. And and they have them because they can shut them off. Yeah. They got a film of a dude planting. You know, drugs on a guy saying, man, you know, we're hot on the camera. Turn your cameras off. I mean, that's not going to work. What's going to work is when, when citizens start, you know, taking their management to their own hands, then it's going to start changing. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think, personally, I don't think that, you know, I hear what you're saying. But personally, I, I really don't feel like, because the more we get violent, the more we say, oh, okay, we're going to take, take this into our own hands, it just gives them more excuse to act to, out that to, way. You're, you're already being hunted down. To treat us you're, like that. You're being killed for nonviolent aggression. You have no weapons on you. You're not posing a threat. But that's threat, what I'm saying. It's like we don't, down we don't make one single gun, one single bullet. True. So, but do you think do you think we have to approach the street differently? I do you think, think do you think our presence in the street needs to change? I think we should go back to what the Black Panthers were doing in the sixties. I think we should patrol our own neighborhoods. Yeah. I think we need community policing. Police should be forced, not forced, but police should be from your community, live from your community, and police yeah, their own communities. Too, yeah. Well, you know, this, this is, and the thing is, it's not just black people that are getting uh, true. Uh, shot down like true. that. We're, we're, the Hispanic uh, population is, is is happening in Hispanic Well, they're the new black. They're the new black. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, well, you know, you talk about police in your neighborhood. neighborhood. Back in Jersey, in my, in my area, uh, the Jewish community, the men walk the street all night long. Right. That's right. You see them all night long walking in the street. Mm-hmm. Now you will not see police going into those communities and, and shooting down the their cop, people. You don't right. see the cop, but you don't see well, the cops they, at all. They're very litigious. T- you, know, litigious. you go to Boston. You know when when Duke lost. You know uh, when I'm not when Duke when uh, when when Kentucky lost. Them kids went berserk. They went berserk. Yeah, they it was tore up the riot. whole city. Yeah. Straight up riot. But you didn't hear none of that on the news. They weren't calling them thugs or none of that. See, it's a different playbook for us and our kids. I'm not saying we write. Some of these kids are, are just you know they're they're, they're delinquent, but. They should have the right to be delinquent and treated nobody, like delinquents. Yeah, nobody deserves murder. Nobody no. deserves to be murdered. Yeah, and so you can't be a no delinquent how when bad, you're black. Yeah. When you're black, you don't get a chance to be a juvenile <laughs> right. delinquent if, anymore. If you steal something, you shouldn't be shot. You no, know, you what shouldn't saying? be shot. Yeah, that's not a cause for you yeah, to be yeah, murdered. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's you not. Know. It's not. Uh, you know, equivalent to the crime that you exactly. Right. So you just can't. Speaking of equivalent, we talked about these. Uh, how about them these, teachers? Those teachers. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that, man? The teachers in Atlanta that got arrested five years for racketeering. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. That, now they racket, get time. You can't. Come on now. <laughs> but see, this is where Just you need. Fire me. This fire is where, me. You, know, this is good... where you need a justice department to step in. That's right, ridiculous. Right, right. That's what the federal government. Me. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's Take equipment. my license from me, but put yeah. me in jail right. for twenty-five years. You, you, you can. You put me in jail like I'm a gun runner. Yeah. Right. You can kill a man on the street, and and you can you can you can you can kill a dog. And get jail time, but you can kill a man and yeah, get no time. no time. You can educate kids and get twenty five years. 
and these are, of course, they're black teachers. Yeah. Right. yeah. So again, well, you know, and and, and they, they they brought up some good. I, I'm gonna put some videos on the show notes um, online, but they made a good point. It was like under the the present regime that we're living under, in order for them to get funding, they gotta have higher scores. Mm-hmm. So it, the incentive is there to cheat so that you can make your so your school can survive because all these inner city schools are being threatened by closures, by yeah, all kinds of because all these they're teachers. they're not making the grades, so they're, they're not making falsify so the it, grades. It, it, the centers are there. It's like what we're gonna do. It's like either we. This gonna, sounds like lean on me. Yeah, it's like what the are movie? we gonna do? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like we can't. It, it, you know, we're, we're going to give you gap. 25 years in prison, prison for trying to help your kids. Right. Trying to get keep them better. Help your community and better. Yeah. Trying to help your kids so that you don't arrest my kids right. and beat them down right. and stuff like that. Right. It's so, almost it's almost a Robin Hood story, right? Where you'd be like, okay. But where's the Justice Department that says, no, no, no. They're right. not going to jail no, for 25 because years. Not for no racketeering. You know, I mean, not come for on. Racketeering. Come that's, on. That's for mobsters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but now, like, now they're gangsters because they're trying to teach. You know, they're trying to teach. Fire the teachers. That's all you got to do is fire them. But see, that wouldn't make That's enough. You disgraced. That doesn't make headlines. That doesn't get you, you know, into the Congress. And all those teachers are black every last one of them yeah yeah all right moving on okay one more let's go one more one more time what about chris rock taking selfies every time he gets pulled (laughs) over by the cops well well, he said that he he got stopped with with seinfeld they was in the car in the car (laughs) they got because because seinfeld has a pot uh, a podcast i think it's called um um something the coffee and and uh comedians or something like that so and 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 so he was in the car with Seinfeld, and it was a very expensive car. I think it was like a Lamborghini or something. And the cops saw there's a black guy in the car, there's a Lamborghini. There's something wrong in that. So they, they stopped him. So he actually took a picture of himself getting stopped with, with Seinfeld. It was, it was a very interesting... Black while driving. Yeah, yeah black yeah. while being a passenger. Yeah, yeah no, my, so, my, uh, <laughs> my background singer. He wasn't so. driving. He was I, just... I think so, I think so. <laughs> yeah, my background singer got pulled over. He's got a nice little... Uh, he's got a nice... Convertible. He's in Del Paso Heights. A cop pulls him over and says, "Well, there's been a, a rash of uh, car uh, car robberies here." And uh, so, I'm. So my question was, "Well, do you just pull over any black man with a new car? Is that no? That's that's what you're selling me. That that's any crazy. black man driving a new car, new car that, right. that that you don't have, you can't afford. You just pull him over." And, and the officer be like, "Correct." Well, I was working. <laughs> I was working in Palo Alto at the time, and I had a red Mercedes, and I'm driving down El Camino, and this red. cop. It's a red Mercedes, y'all. Yeah, you just keep asking for it. <laughs> and this cop pulls me over. He pulls me over. Like, poof. And he asks me for my license and registration and stuff. And then he just turns around and walks away. I said, well, are you going to tell me why you stopped me? He said, yeah, we want to see why your car was dirty. Mm. I had a diesel. It was a diesel. And a diesel, if you know anything about a Mercedes, a diesel. Anybody got that car where the muffler's at, it's always dirty right there. Mm-hmm. So he gonna tell me he stopped me because he wanted to know why my car was well, dirty. I think he used the dirty part. Yeah, he used the dirty part. So. Okay, one more. One uh, more. Ferguson's election result changes the face of the city council. Yes. So did yes. you think it, it changes the face, but what does it change in the city? Well, if the well, city council's changed, then they can they can reform that police state. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this is the thing about us. You know, we gotta get we gotta start start using this. It's like Willie James says, this comedian that's on Jay King, you got to start using your mind. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're 70% of the population. Your police force should reflect that. Your city hall should reflect that. Right. Your government right. should reflect Rather that. Wrong or right. right. Wrong or right. Yeah, wrong or right. You know, yeah. But, you know, so there if you live is, in Africa, you know, you, you should have a. Yeah, you should have a. You yeah. need to see <laughs> right. Phone. right. You should have a black president, you know, if you live and in they Africa. Do. Yeah. yeah. You know so I mean? that's, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the, that's the, um, yeah, that, it's, it's amazing. So it needs to make more sense. Yes, you know, and and we we have to stop settling. 
settling for what people hand you. Well, and, and go get the things we need for ourselves. And and, and, and to better ourselves. Also. We have to better ourselves. We have to better ourselves. So, you know, uh, and we, we, we have to continue to fight. Oh, I got one more thing I want to talk about. Go ahead. Um, so, in the Sacramento Bee, okay. um, Sacramento Airport plans to build an on-site solar farm. And, and I've been talking about this. Every time I have tech news, I try to bring te- tech news up here, is that green jobs are the way to go. Mm-hmm. And we need to get into... The green stuff. The green stuff. We need to get into green technology. We need to get into solar panels. We need to get to, and I'm talking to all you people out there that are, you know, especially young people that are looking to get into, you, you're good with your hands. You can, you got you know, some computer skills right, going. Right, you got, well, you're good with your hands. You know, we got, we got so many different types of people. Not everybody is, you know, about zeros and ones. So, so what type of jobs, uh, what type of jobs are there? Available for the green. Well, they they put they they build in a solar farm. Okay. So if you have the green, they need they need people that can upkeep this stuff. Okay. They need people that can actually erect these and things that them. know how to install yeah. these things. And what I'm saying is that not necessarily about this thing, but, but it's like just it's in general. All over the place. It, you there's, have, there's several big there's solar farms have, in right, Elk Grove. Right. That we have a bunch, and they 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 sprout up all over the place. Yes, acres of solar so solar screens. Yeah, we need. I'm, I'm encouraging all you young people out there that's listening to the show, or parents of the young people that's out there that listen to the show, need to get into. And they, and you have kids that are good with their hands. Need to get them, get them into programs that that talk about that are going uh, green. green technology. Okay. Yes. So you have you have insulation. You have all these things that they're going right. into that 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 that's surrounded by. You have these smart meters that they're trying to bring in. That's right. Oh, it's all it's a wide open field. Yeah, and it's, and open it's, for and it's everybody only get to bigger. Part of it. It's only going to get bigger. I mean, right. it's only. I mean. The green energy you have, you have uh, these these wind farms that's going yes. up, and it's amazing. It's time to get in on the ground floor. On Opportunities the ground floor. there, learn, and it's questions. only going to grow because it's like it's like I think the grid right now, solar is the green green energy is like five percent right sure. now. Sure, and oh. you're starting so to see more. Grow. You're you know, starting to see more and more panels pop up on people's homes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I actually have uh, solar at home, and um, man, it's amazing. It's right. amazing. You know, I went from Marichelle, paying two hundred. Did you say you're solar? I'm solar, man. He's I'm, I'm green. I'm <laughs> He's green, y'all. I'm right. green. You're on the cut edge. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, <laughs> so tell me about your bill. What's up with that? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I mean, the bill is uh, probably about 40 um, it could be cheaper than that. If, oh wow! If I, you know. And we're so talking about a two-story home. Yeah, uh, a two-story home. Yeah, we're talking a two-story home. Wow, very yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. And if we were really trying to, you know, squeeze out, squeeze the... out, we probably would get paid. Oh, oh because you sell because back into the grid. Sell back the energy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so wait a minute. Yeah. There, there's a hustle involved. Yeah. The juice you don't use, you can sell back. To the grid. Right. <laughs> right. You yeah. can sell it back. So yeah. it's time to go green, everybody. All right. Because there's green in the green. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we want to give it up but for up. Terry Moore was here today. Terry Moore. And... Mr. Joe, Joe Levy. Levy. No, 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 no. A guy that. called Joe Levy. A guy named Joe Levy. That's what guy they call him. Pick up Levy. the sound, you all. And if Listen you, for him. And I'm also hiring, man. I'm looking for young black men to train in my field. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, you know, and I really, I really want to pass this on. Um, you know, you can, you can earn in the union. You can earn up to, you know, fifty-seven dollars an hour if you're a journeyman in my in my trade. And if you guys are second chancers, you've been, you got a felony. I will not hold that against you. Um, I'm looking to help some young men um, advance themselves, but this is hard, heavy work. It's physical, but if you've got that aptitude and you don't mind yeah. getting hard and heavy and you don't mind putting a little elbow grease in and being patient, in a, a few short years you can have a career in this business and go into union and earn a very, very good living with your past. 
and that's an opportunity that's there. So I've been tr really working hard to try to find some young men that, that, that are willing to do that, and I've been unsuccessful in doing so. so well, maybe, tell us again how to get in touch with Joe you Levy. You can get in touch with Joe Levy. Call, hit me up at Solid Drywall. You can email me at willlevy at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-L-E-A-V-Y at gmail.com. You can call me, Solid Drywall, leave a message, 773-5636, 917-773-5636. And I will hire young men that want to work. You have to be drug-free. You have to be a mindset to work and you cannot be violent because I have insurance issues. But if you're ready to change your life and you're ready to get busy and, and go out here and go to work and take care of your family, I'm looking for you. That's a, guy yes, yes, a, 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 a guy listen, named Levy. A guy named Joe Levy. What he just said, we all need to do more of that. Yeah. Each one, yeah. teach one, reach back, grab one, do what you have to do. Let's help each other get to where we need right. to go. Okay, my name is Ensign. <laughs> My name is Marichelle J. Brown. And I'm Jerry God Simpson. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Black Talk Sacramento. Tell you I can't get you off of my mind. There's just something about you, you're like a sweet, soft surprise. Your smile gets me high. You take